Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Re'ei Anoichi. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos Parshish Re'ei, which was the 27th day in the month of Menachemov, which was also the Shabbos that blessed the month of Elul, in the year Tavshin Mem Gimel 40 years ago. So again, the Chassidic Discourse is based on the verse in this week's Torah portion where it says, See, I, referring to the essence of Hashem, giving to you in front of you today a blessing. So the Rebbe brings <coughs> from the Alta Rebbe in the Kutti Torah, which we know it's his classical works of Chassidus in the Parsha, and he points out and he asks, why over here does it say, I'm giving you Hayoin today? What, what, why is it used specifically the expression of Hayoim? Why? Because in reference to Hayoim, we know what it says in Chazal. Anytime it says Hayoim, what does it mean? It's everlasting. And it lasts forever and includes today as well. So the question is, why does it say over here specifically Hayoim today? Also, in the, in the Kutatari Dr. asked another question. Why is it Lefneichem in front of you? Seemingly, it should have to you. What's the idea of Lefneichem? Rebbe said it's known the uh, the talk of the previous Rebbe that the Hasidic discourses from Parshas Re'ei are usually have the same theme of the month of Elul, and therefore we can connect the idea what with the month of Elul, and like it's obvious from uh, from from look uh, in, in this uh, teaching in Lakut Torah that in the in the Lakut Torah you have the Hasidic discourse and then you have a Kitzer at the end you have a, the the synopsis. So in the Kitzer, the short part at the end, the synopsis, which is actually written by the Tzemach Tzedek, the Alterah's grandson, so he actually brings over there the verse, Es Levavchav Es Levav, which is the Rosh Hashanah. You take the first letter of Es Levavchav Es Levav, you have the spell out of the month of Elul. And we know that the, the, these short pieces are from the from the Tzemach Tzedek, and the proof is that in the in the in, in Torah er, we don't find it the the short pieces we find besides in one place. Why? Because Torah er was 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 printed before the Tzemach Tzedek wrote on um, the synopsis of it. Now, in reference to the explanations of the Chassidic discourse, so most of the explanations of the Chassidic discourse is from the author himself. And like we see in, in his, his manuscripts, of his hand, handwritten manuscripts, and in reference to the other explanations that we don't find in his manuscripts, the it's you can question whether it's actually from the Alter Rebbe, or maybe it's from his grandson at Semach Tzedek. But in reference to the short pieces, the synopsis at the end, it's obviously self-understood that what it comes from the from the from the Semach Tzedek. So you see that even in the Kutai Torah, he connects this idea of Re'eya Noichi what with the month of El. So, to, so now, obviously, based on all these questions, Rebbe is going to go ahead and try to explain. He says as follows. So, to understand this, he says the altar of El Kutatari gives an introduction. And he says as follows: That when Hashem gave the Torah to the Jewish people, and we received the Torah at Mount Sinai, what happened then is a, a powerful energy was drawn down to every single Jewish person and this powerful energy is the level of Yudke Vavke and it came down in a, in a way in an internal way an internal, in an, in an internal way and in every single spark of every soul received Yudke Vavke in an internal ma- manner 
like it says clearly, Ponim Bifonim, face to face, which means internally, Diber Hashem, Yud Kevavke spoke to you. And that's basically when we accepted the commandment of Anoichi, I am Hashem Aleichecha. And what does that mean? That the Yud Kevavke should shine and be revealed in us and up to the point. Elekecha, it should be called. We should have a personal relationship with Hashem, and as it should, it should be our power and our strength. So, in other words, the author was saying in the Kutatari is that what that at Mount Sinai, Hashem gave us a huge gift. Yud Kevavke came, and it's internalized, and that's who we are. In other words, that the source of our soul is not only in the shame Elokim, because you know God has many names. So there's the Yud Kevavke, the infinite part of Hashem, Elokim, which is the finite part of Hashem. So our soul is not only sourced in Elokim, which as we know, usually it's author writes in time, he says, Chelek Elika Mimal Mamish, so it uses the expression that the soul is a part of Elika, which is Elokim, but it's also connected to what? Yud Kevavke. As the verse says, Ki Chelek Hashem Amoy. That we're connected to Yud Kevavke, and like to explain, like to explain, and and at length in the Agaris Hatshuva, the the, the uh, letters of repentance of the Alter Rebbe and Tanya. Now, so these souls are connected not only to Elokim, but it's also connected to Yud Kevavke, and in Yud Kevavke itself, even though our connection is the, is in the lower hay, which is the Yud Hey Vav Hey, the last hay, but nevertheless, since it's connected Yud Kevavke, it's also connected what to all the four letters of Yud Kevavke. So now, before we go further, what's the Rebbe saying here? That a mountain Torah Hashem gave us the power and the ability to connect to Yud Kei Not only do we have a connection to Elohim, but we also have a connection to Yud Kei Now, even though our main connection is the last hey, um, but nevertheless, the Rebbe is going to show us here that we're actually connected to every one of the letters of Yud Kei um, We have a personal and an internal connection. So now the Rebbe is going to explain beautifully and powerfully these four letters of Yud, Hey, Vav, Hey, which makes up Hashem, Hashem's name, the way it's connected to each and every one of us. This is a powerful thing because it's, it's showing you that every one of us have a connection to the Yud of Hashem's name, the Hey, the Vav, and the Hey. So he starts off with the Yud first, and he says, what is the Yud, the Yud, the letter Yud in Hashem's name? It's the level of Chachma, the first Sphira, and it's referring to the Chachma in our soul. And he explains in the Torah from the Alter Rebbe, and this is what Chazal tell us, a powerful teaching, that even Rishoyim, even wicked people, are full of, of remorse and repentance. What does that mean? That, they, that because we're connected to the Yud, we're connected to the idea of the Chachma, the highest, deepest level, so what happens is, even if someone veers off the path and they're not necessarily doing what they're supposed to, they're not connected to God, what it seems like they're not connected, what happens is in their, in, in their emotions, in their heart, in their mind, they falls within them these thoughts um, awakening to, to return to Hashem. Why? Because nobody wants to be totally disconnected. People want to go out and have fun, but they don't want the disconnection. You want you really your cake and you want to eat it. So what happens when someone veers off and doesn't do what they're supposed to, and they, they rebel against the Kaddish Baruch Hu, but really they don't want to be disconnected. So therefore they always have these awakenings to do tshuva, to return to Hashem. 
Now, even though in Hebrew it's called a hero tshuva, an awakening to return to Hashem, they have these thoughts of inspiration. You know, I should really return to Hashem. I should really, you know, learn or pray or do a mitzvah. I shouldn't really necessarily be doing what I'm doing. But even though it's only like a feeling and an emotion and it's a thought, but it not always comes into practicality, into action when they actually return to Hashem. But nevertheless, since they don't want to be disconnected from Hashem, so therefore even though it doesn't cause them to take an action, but they still have those emotions and those thoughts that awaken them to return to Hashem. Up to the point that when they have these awakenings, they have tremendous guilt. And they have tremendous regret. So even though it doesn't bring them to do, but it brings them that, that there's heavy, heavy stirrings going on. Now, where does it come from? So this is not a logical thing and a, and a thought-out process. Because so where is this coming from? Where where are they coming from? They have these Hebrew troopers. The Rebbe explains it's coming from in the soul, the highest sphere, which is Chachmah. And we know Chachmah is all about acceptance. Acceptance beyond understanding. And this part of the soul, the Chachmah of the soul, which is the part of beyond understanding, it's called the Aeson, the power, the strength of the soul. And the same thing also, every single soul has, besides the first letter, has all the other three letters, the hay and the above hay, like you can explain soon. So again, so the first letter the Rebbe just explained was the, the, the Yud, which is connected to Chachmah, which that causes even someone that's wicked to return to Hashem, return to Hashem at least emotionally. They want to return, they regret. Why? Because Chachmah is the strong part of the soul, and it's beyond logic, and that causes someone, even though doing the wrong thing, they still want to do the right thing, because they don't want to be disconnected. Now, in Tanya, the classical work from the Alta Rebbe, in chapter 11, which is referring to 11. And as we know, like in the spheres, it says there's 10, and there's not 11, but 11 is obviously at a higher level. So he explains over there as follows. This that Chazal tell us, that wicked people are full of remorse. In other words, <clears throat> what does that mean? It's referring to most wicked people that they still have some good within them. So Dr. Tanya, the reason why someone that's wicked has remorse because they still have some good within them. Now, and because they have some good, that's why they, they have remorse. However, but somebody that does not have any remorse and does not have any awakenings to do tshuva, so that person goes under the category of a rasha, a wicked person, but it, since the toy, there's no good left in him, so it's viraloi, everything is evil within him. In other words, the only thing that's left with him is unfortunately negativity and evil. And um, because it overpowered the goodness up to the point that the good left the person. And but the good didn't left the person, but it still hovers over the person. So the Ottoman Tanya is saying there's two types of people, there's two types of wicked people. There's Rosh of Toivloi, which means a wicked person, but there's still some good in him. And that's why he's inspired to return to Hashem. But then in Tanya Dabrai, it's another type of Russia. Russia Varaloi, which means the good left. So he only has so he only has the bad within him, and therefore he was not inspired to return to Hashem. Went to the good, doesn't totally leave, it hovers over. And that's why it says that anytime you have ten people, even though they're sinners, the Shekhinah's there. Why? Because the Shekhinah doesn't only look what's within the person, as long as they over the person you have the you have the, the good, so that they're not they're another person. So you can have obviously you have ten people, you have a heavy, heavy, heavy heavy the, the divine presence over the person. Now, so this this idea that's explained in the Tanya, that even somebody that does not have any remorse, but nevertheless the the shechina, 
the good is hovering over her, over the person, like we call it in a way of makif. So it's not a contradiction to what we learned before from the Lakoti Torah that the chachma of the soul is only on somebody that 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 does does remorse. In other words, we said that that, they, that a, a wicked person has full remorse. Why? Because in Tanya and the Torah, they're talking about two different levels. So it's not a contradiction. It's two different levels. And he explains. In Tanya, he's talking about, in a way, where God comes down in a way of market, that hovers over. Now, so even somebody that has no remorse, guess what? It hovers over. However, in the Torah, he's speaking about the way godliness comes in an internal way. And this this only applies to someone that remorse, has remorse. So in Lakutta, which Alderman says that the, the the wicked person always re- returns, is talking about somebody that that is internalized, means there's still some good left. And Tanya is even talking even more left, so that it harbors over. So the Rebbe says, one second. See, we have to understand what are we just what, what are we just saying? That when is it internalized? When is godliness internalized? Someone that's a wicked person only somebody. Um, has some kind of remorse. There's some kind of good left. However, when someone doesn't have doesn't have remorse, it's not internalized and only stays over them. But the fact is, we know it says like yidach menu nidach. No one's going to be totally uh, cast aside. And they were also in Torah, even the people who don't have remorse. And that means they do have a godliness in an internal way. So how is it possible to say that what well, that they don't have it in an internalized way? So let's recap the question before we go, go further. Rebbe says like this. On one hand, we learn in the Kutta Torah that if somebody has remorse, then it's it, because godliness is internalized. If they don't have, because they don't have that connection. In Tanya, what is the author writes? No, maybe they don't have, but it hovers over. So we're talking about two different levels. If someone has no remorse, because obviously it only hovers over, it's not internalized. If they do have remorse, it's internalized. Remember, one second. Even if someone doesn't have remorse and it hovers over, but the fact is they were in modern terror. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean they have no? They don't have. They, it's not internalized. How can it be that, that there's a certain type of Jew that the godliness was not internalized? And Rebbe explains as follows: That's brought down in the Geras Hatshuva, in the letters of repentance of the Alter Rebbe, that the Yud that we were just talking about is the level of Chachma. The first unit of Hashem's name is Chachma. The, the, the kites, which means that the, the dot on top of the Yud, is referring to the level of Ratzayin, Ha'elyayin, the higher level of will, which is higher than the, uh, the level of Chachma Ilah. So again, so you have Yud, which is Chachma, the, the, the dot on top is referring to Ratzayin, the will. So based on this, the Rebbe explains as follows. The part of godliness that comes in a way which is internalized even when the person doesn't have uh, feelings of remorse like Dr. Rasez and Tanya what, what part is that? that's not the level of Yud it's actually only the, the, the Kait Shal Yud the Ratzayin so even when someone doesn't have remorse the Yud the top, part, the top of the Yud Ratzayin is still internalized and this is the difference between the Yud and the, and the, and the part that's on top in other words because the Yud has some kind of shape and form and therefore it gets internalized. Internalized for who? For those that have remorse. However, the dot on top... <clears throat> now again, there's the dot on top and not on the bottom. The dot on the bottom is referring to, to Bina, which is the source of hay, which we'll talk about later. The dot on top doesn't have any shape. So therefore that harbors over, and even when they don't, they'll have remorse. So that, that, that dot is on top. Now, but since the, 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 the dot on top is part of the Yud, 
and it's and you, and that means it's the yud which is part of yud kei vav kei, and um, when Hashem gave the Torah, it was yud kei a yud kei vav kei noichi Hashem alokecha. That yud kei vav kei became our energy and our and our and our God of every single person. So therefore, therefore, at the end, no slave, slave. At the end, nobody will be left aside. Everybody will return to Hakadosh Baruch because it will eventually affect everyone's internal aspects, every part of every part of our internal aspects. Now, even though you need a lot of time, unfortunately, sometimes you have to wait a lot of time, you need a lot of patience, but the fact is, even someone's on a very, very high level, so in order for it to become internalized, that God is real for me, it also needs a lot of time. From the highest levels, it also needs time. However, when someone is so disconnected, you need more time. But eventually, everyone returns to Hashem. Now, so what the Rebbe is saying is a very, very powerful teaching and an important teaching. That <clears throat> recap. The Yud is the part that's internalized. The top of the Yud doesn't get internalized. Now, the Yud is what? Is the Chachma, and that causes someone to return to Hashem. What happens if someone's not returning? It's because they're connected on the, only on the dot. And the dot hovers over. But the fact is, even that dot, because Hashem said, Anoichi Hashem and the dot is part of the Yud, which is part of Hashem's name, eventually it does get internalized. And eventually everybody will return to Hashem. But it takes time. And Hidrabah says, powerful, that even holy people, it takes time to internalize it, to become really connected. So someone that's disconnected takes a little longer, but eventually everyone gets connected. So that is what the idea of the Yud, of Hashem's name. What is the hay? The hay, we said, is connected to Bina. And the author explains in the Kutta Torah that it's not enough just to have the Yud. Again, the dot, which is the Ratzayin, and have the Yud, which is Chachma. But you have to also have the, 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 fir, the first hay, the, the, high, the higher hay, which is Bina. Why? Because when it comes to the two levels of Chachma and Bina, so the Zoyer says, comes from the Zohar, Kabbalah, that they're like two friends that are not disconnected whatsoever. They're, they they they're, they they always connected. So therefore, since you have to have you, you, you can't just have the chachma, you need to have the bina. So you need the yud and the hey. You have to work on the connection of chachma and bina as well. And he adds, and he, in the Torah he says a, a revolutionary idea. And Rebbe says, even though it's not a, necessarily a positive thought, but it's still a revolutionary idea that since chachma uh, and bina, what, what is in Kabbalah they say chachma and bina is like is, chachma is like a dot in an antechamber. So Chachma and Bina, since they're two friends, so to speak, that never separate, and Chachma is a dot in the in the, in the antechamber. So therefore, if you don't have the dot, what is what what is the whole what is the hole there for? It's not serving any purpose. You have a dot and you have a hole. So if you don't have the dot, what's the hole for? And the same thing also. If you have the dot and you don't, and, and you don't have the, the place for it to sit, so then what can you do with the dot? So in other words, the point that we're saying is you need Chachma. The flash of an idea, but then you need to take the idea and you have to develop it. And that's the second hey. Now we're going to go on to the Vav of Hashem's name. What's the Vav? The Vav of Hashem's name is called Nachal Eisen. A very, very strong flow, a flow of energy. In other words, from this powerful Eisen goes down into the Nachal. And it comes down very, very low, up to where? So the Chachma and the Bina can't just remain ideas and all the details of it, but it has to affect you in your heart. And we know in the heart, is in the, in the Midas, the emotions, is divided up into, into, into six. Chesed, Gvur, Tiferes, Netzachot, Yesoit. So the Vav is when, after the brilliant ideas, 
and then you develop the ideas in Bina. You have to internalize it in an emotional, you have to be emotionally connected. And afterwards, what's the last hay? The last hay is machshava, dibur, and maisa, thought, speech, and action. It means you have to think about it, you have to talk about it, you have to act on it, which is basically the last hay, and that actually corresponds to the three lines of the hay. In other words, why? Because you see that the hay has one line, another line, and you have space, and another small line. And that's why the third, the third line is not connected to the first two. Why? Because the last line, you have the one, one is machshava thought, and you have deeper speech, and the other one is action. Now, the fact is that when it comes to action, there's always a gap between thought and speech and action. And that's why it says barasiv, which is referring to machshava thought. Yitzhakir is referring to the idea of speech. And then it says, Af Asisib. Also, Asisib will just connect to action. And it Af basically separates. Why? Because the way, in order to come to action, you have to have a gap. So you have all, you meditate, and you talk about it, and you take a break, and then you deliver. Now, so even though, one second, action is separate, because that, that's outside of you. But there is a speech is also for somebody else. You don't need to talk for yourself. But the, fa- the fact is, Rebbe says, that speech is more connected to our thoughts. In other words, it's connected more to the person that's speaking the speech. And that's why the two lines of the hay, which is thought and speech, they're totally connected. However, when it comes to the third one, that is, th- there's a gap in between. So again, so, so far they've explained the four letters of Yud Kei the Yud is the Chachma, and that causes someone to return to Hashem whether it's right, whether someone has remorse, or over time, the Bina's development idea, then bringing it down to emotions, then bringing it to what? Thought, speech, and action. Now, Rebbe says, this is all when a person does a spiritual work that he's supposed to. And it's like the expression is, you do what Hashem wants. So then what happens is when things are normal, so you have the Yud, the Hey, the Vav, Hey, which means it flows from, from uh, uh, Chachma to Bina to the six Midois, and then to thought, speech, and action. That, and then you're a wholesome human being spiritually. However, so it goes from, it goes from Yud, Hey, which is Chachamina, into Vav, Hey, the emotions, and, and to Machshav, Maisa. But what happens, unfortunately, when in exile? So what happens in exile? So it says in Chazal that Hashem's name is not complete. What does it mean it's not complete? We're lacking the Vav Hey. So we only have... <clears throat> um, we either, we're either lacking the Vav Hey, or we have um, the, the letters of Vav Hey, but they're disconnected from, your, your, from the Yud Hey. So either we're lacking the Vav Hey, or there's a gap between Chachman Bina and the emotions and, and thoughts of each in action. So what happens when we're in Gullus... And either we're lacking the Vav Hey, or there's a disconnect. So that's why it says in the, in the, in the Torah, we should, we should call out from there, from where, from Golas. As Hashem, Yud Kei all four letters of the Kachadet Shvi God. And when we, reach, when we, when we reach out to Hashem, we do our voida, we're able to draw in that from Yud Kei should flow in properly into the, into, into, into Vav hey. And so what does that mean? Rebbe explains like this. It says in the Torah, God is commanding us to circumcise our heart. We have to circumcise the, 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 the foreskin of our heart. Should I ask a question? One second. In the Torah it says, God is going to circumcise your heart. In other words, Hashem is the one circumcising. On one hand it says we should circumcise our heart, and the other hand it says God is going to do it. So what does that mean? So Rebbe explains, based on what the altar explains in Tanya, Negeris HaKodesh, 
that what is the, the the foreskin that covers up the heart which which blocks us and stops us between yud hey which we know is right chokhmah we know what's right and living in our emotions and our thoughts speech and action that what that it should not be revealed in a revealed way our love for hashem what what, what <clears throat> how do we how do we how do we fix that that disconnect we fix it what we're doing true but we return to hashem and that's why it says, So when it says that we need to circumcise our heart, that's referring to our avoid of true returning to Hashem. However, when it comes to the revelation of our essential love for our Kaddish Baruch Hu, and in Kabbalah it's called the, the level of the, the internal part of our heart, so that's, that, that's, not, that's not dependent on our work. And now there it says, Hashem is going to give us a gift, He's going to circumcise our heart. So again, to recap, the other thing is like this. The, the, when it comes to um, the, the disconnect, there's two parts. One is when we do our work, that's tshuva. That's what God tells us we should circumcise our heart. On the other hand, when Hashem is giving it to us, that's a gift from above, and that awakens within us our, our natural love for Hashem. And that's why it says, in the, in, when you look in the verse specifically, it says, umaltem, when we need to do it, it says, orlas, the, 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 the part that's blocking However, when it comes to Hashem is going to go ahead and circumcise, it's, Hashem is giving us a gift. Why is that? Because our job is to take away what's blocking through tshuva. However, the way Hashem does it is, it's not by taking away what's blocking, just revealing what, what we have. And when, when we ultimately do our avoida, which means we take away what's blocking, and Hashem brings in what's, what uh, the, the reveals, the, the essence of our heart, that's how we bring the, the Hashem's name is complete. That Yud, Hey, Chachman, Bina, get drawn down into the idea of Vav, hey, the emotions and the thought, speech, and action. Now, so we all know everything has to do with time. So the says that the, the appropriate time to do the avoida of circumcising our heart, which means doing tshuva, and for Hashem to go ahead and reveal our inner heart, when does that when does that take place? That takes place in the month of Elul. That's the appropriate time for that. I mean, you can do it any time throughout the year, but the magic time, the time that that's like the in thing to do, that's the month of Elul. And like, like as we learned before, where it says es chav, es to circumcise your heart and the heart of of your offspring. That's actually the, if you take the first letter of each word, you have the, the it spells out the month of Elul. Why is that? And the Rebbe explains. In Lekotei Torah, from the Alter Rebbe, in the Chassidic Discourse that begins on Nila Doidi, and at a greater length in, in, this, in the Chassidic Discourse, which, which is an Oya Torah from the Tzema Tzedek, so he explains like this. In the month of Elul starts the Avoida, the spiritual work of Anila Doidi. I am to my beloved. What does that mean? It's Ruslo Tata. We're doing the work to turn to Hashem. Now, where do we have the power and the strength to turn to Hashem? So that is because we know that in the month of Elul, what's revealed, what's in the ear, is the 13 attributes of compassion. Yud Gimel Min So because the 13 attributes of compassion are in the ear, so therefore we have the power to turn to Hashem. It's like, and the example, of, like the not in the Kote Torah, like when the king <coughs> um, is in the field, and before he goes back to the city, so the people from the city go out to greet him. So the same thing also applies in the month of El, that we go out to greet to Kaddish Baruch who's in the field, and that's why, what's one of the reasons why in the month of El, even though such powerful days, the Yudgimel's Rachamim is out there, why are they, so if that's the case, why are they weekdays, why isn't it Shabbos and Yom Tev? like he explains over there, because it's an opportunity for us, because the king is in the field. And 
What happens then is we have the powerful 13 attributes of compassion, which is shining in the month of Elul, which gives us the power to turn to Hashem. Similar to the avoid that we have to do of umaltemus orlus lavamchem, we have to circumcise um, the, 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 the sports of, of our heart. So that is the avoidah, the first half of the avoidah. We do our part. What is vidoidili? Sanila days, we do our part. That's in the month of Elul. What is Vidoyili? That's already in the month of Tishrei. Hashem is to me. Why? Because what happens is in the month um, in Tishrei we have Rosh Hashanah. And Rosh Hashanah we have the idea of Hashem becomes the king over us. And that's what starts in Rosh Hashanah. And then later on it gets revealed in the in, in the holiday of Sukkot. Like it says clearly, whatever is concealed in Rosh Hashanah gets revealed on Sukkot. Then everything of Rosh Hashanah that's concealed gets revealed in Sukkot. And what happens afterwards, after Sukkot, and Shmini Yatzeres, the eighth day of the holiday of Sukkot. So then what happens? It becomes Lachem, it comes to us. What does that mean? It's a private holiday. Like it says, it could only be a holiday. Shemini says a private holiday with, with us and Hashem, a private party. In other words, even though the component of where it's a private party starts already, it, gets, it happens on, on the on Yom Kippur, in the last prayer, the Tzvi Lab Nila, and, but, but, but it continues on, we're on Hashem Rabbah. But more, but more specifically, it's connected to where. So it starts in what in, in, in the Elah, Hashanah Rabbah. But really, really, where does that happen? Where's the ultimate private parties on Shmini Atzeres of Yil Levatcha of Ein Lazar Mitzcha? We have a private party with Hashem now. So that's the avoid of what of Chaydes Elz and Nila Day. We do our part. The Martin Lazarus Lavachem. The Chaydes Tishrei starting with Hashanah and then Yom Kippur and the Elo Hashanah Rabbah up to Shmini Atzeres. That's where we get this, the major major gift from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Now, so even though Elul is our work, Doidi Li, the work from Hashem is the month of Tishrei. Nevertheless, Rebbe says that the Doidi Li, the gift from Hashem, already starts in the month of Elul. Why? Because the mere fact that we go out to the field. In other words, what does that mean? When you go out to the city, we, we, we go out we go out to the king. In other words, we technically do the avoid of Chaydes Tishrei in El as well. As the preparation starts in the month of Elul. And Rebbe says, you know the fa- the, we know the famous talk of the previous Rebbe, that the month of Elul, besides the fact that it's a, we do an account of the previous year, how was our, how was our past year, but it's also a preparation for the upcoming year. That we want to make sure we're going to have a good year. And what are we preparing for? We're preparing for the new year. What's the new year? The month of Tishrei, Doidi Li. So already you see that even, that even though the main avoid is doing our work, nevertheless, since we're preparing for the upcoming year, so already busy with the avoid of Doidi Li. Not only that, as we know that the teaching and the ruling of the Baal Shem Toiv, that a place where a person's thought is, that's where you are. And it's a very, very powerful teaching and a rule. Wherever you put your thought, that's where you are. And since our thought is with tremendous joy of Shmini Yatzeres, we're going to have a private party with Hashem. And in our thought, we're actually thinking about this, the, the joy of what's going to be like from Mashiach comes. And like the prophet says, he's going to kiss us with a deep kiss. We're going to have the most powerful joy when Mashiach comes. In other words, so the, um, we're going to have also the, the powerful teachings of Torah, which is going to be real when Mashiach comes. So this joy and this celebration is even obviously greater than Shemini Torah, which is connected to Torah. So what does that mean practically? That already in Rosh Chodesh and before that, um, in Shabbos Mavarchim of Chodesh if Shabbos had blessed the month, we means it's technically still in the Chodesh of Nachamav. What is in our thought? 
in our thought is we're thinking about the joy of Shemini Yatzer and since wherever our thought is that's where we are so therefore what happens already in this Shabbos Mavarachim of Chodesh Elul and the month of Elul we do have already the Aboyed of Adoyi where we get a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu just like a Mola Hashem Alekech and Hashem gives us this powerful gift so you see that what that even though again it's something which takes place later, we can affect it with our thought, and we can bring in the powerful uh, 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 thoughts of a doyli and simcha now, based on what the teaching of Hashem and the rule of Hashem that wherever our thought is, that's where we are. Now, this general idea that when Hashem gave the Torah, so what does it say? The 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 became our power and became our energy of every single one of us. And up to the point that the name of Hashem is not complete until we draw in from Yud Kei into our emotions and into our thoughts, speech, and action. So when we do our spiritual work, and as we do the avoid of Anid Adoidi, and after we have the avoid of Amal Hashem as God circumcises our heart, that's when we have the complete name. Notice we have Yud K gets connected what to the idea above K because you have both a spiritual service. So based on this, Rebbe explains beautifully. That's why it says Re'e. We should see Anoichi. The essence of Hashem is Noisein Lefneichem is giving to us in an internal way the blessing. What does Anoichi mean? Anoichi Hashem Alakecha. I am God, your God, which is the first commandment of the Ten Commandments, and Hashem is giving, and as we know, the rule is when someone gives, you give with an open heart, and He's giving it to us in front of us, in an internal way, and we're giving it today in an everlasting way. What is He giving us? He's giving us a blessing that we have within us internally, the blessing of our Gishbaruch Hu. <clears throat> and because we have the, we have we have a direct connection with Hashem in an internal way, we're able to bring in the powerful gifts and the blessings of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Now, the Rebbe says the truth is that the the true re'ei anoichi, the true seeing that Hashem is giving us the greatest blessing, that's ultimately going to happen when the ultimate, the perfection of Mashiach comes in the future. And like we know that Moshe Rabbeinu um, pleaded and requested that the spiritual work. All everything we have to do, learning and praying and doing mitzvot, should be in a way of re'iyah, seeing. And he actually, Moshe affected it by unique and special people. But the fact is, unfortunately, most people are avoiders to shema, to hear. Like it says clearly in the Torah, but Yisrael, and you, uh, now uh, Jewish people, shema, you have to listen. But Moshe wanted to elevate us to the ultimate level of seeing. However, what's going to happen when Mashiach comes, every one of us are going to be able to see God and godliness, we're going to have to see in an everlasting way. And the blessing is going to be everlasting. Like it says, Avade Shmoy Kainti Just like his, his, his name is certain, same thing where he prays Hashem is certain. That he, and also we know the blessings is connected with David, the King Mashiach, as it says by Yivarech David. And that's going to happen when, when Mashiach comes in Yerushalayim. The, the courtyard of the king, and as we know that Mashiach comes, the Jerusalem is going to spread out all over all over Israel, and not only is it going to spread out all over Israel, Jerusalem is going to spread out all over the world, and we're going to have the building of the third base of Migdash, the everlasting Migdash, the everlasting base of Migdash, the Migdash Hashem coined the, 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 the Migdash Hashem crafted with his own hands, and it's going to happen when Mashiach comes, Bimheira of Yamenu. 
uh, quickly in our days, literally in our generation right here, right now. So here you have another very, very powerful uh, Hasidic discourse in the Rebbe, Pasha Shrei, that we all have the power to experience greatness, to see a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and to connect the Yud, Hey, and the Vav and the Hey, to bring in uh, the, all the blessings to intellect, Chachma and Bina, into our emotions, and to thought, speech, and action. And in a way that's that it's that 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 that's, that 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 it's internalized in a very very in a very very uh, a pow, pow, powerful way, and um, this and as the Gemara says, there's two parts. There's the part that we do our avoda, we do our work, but then Hashem gives us the greatest gift. And I think one of the most powerful teachings ever teaches us is the teaching of Hashem Tov, where our thoughts are that's where we are. And if we think of the avoda of the chaydish tishrei v'doidi li simcha, that's who we're going to be, and we'll have the ultimate simcha of Mashiach. Revealing himself and God's willing will be, in, like Jorba says in Eretz Yisrael with Mashiach Sakenu, and next class will be in Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.